Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the program. Unfortunately, our um, parents are not with us today, uh, Pastor Phil and Pastor Jonathan, so the kids are at play. We don't really know how this is going to end. <clears throat> Maybe very badly. We, we often wonder if it's ever going to begin. <laughs> Um, so, um, real quick, brother. So we're in the middle of a series going through the the Psalms. If if our listeners are still there, and um, I'm sure all three of them are still with yeah, us. Yeah, probably at least. I think one of them at least tuned out just now. But um, so here we are in the middle of COVID season, in the middle of the civil unrest that's just gripping America. Riots, protests. Shouldn't we be spending our time doing more important things like? I don't know. I mean, discussing the, the the headlines today. I mean, why is this even relevant? Why are we going to the Bible here? I mean, especially in the Psalms of Ascent. Can you help connect that to why why our listeners should be finding comfort through this? I think the short answer is that the Psalms are really touching on all of the experiences of our life um, and what we're going through. I mean, a, a great example is just Psalm ninety one. Um, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I mean, think about that. Has that changed? Is God still the God that's the Most High? Is he the Almighty? Are his people still safe within his care, under his shelter and shadow? And then what's God going to keep his people safe in the midst of? He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Oh, wait a minute. Has anything really changed? Right. Maybe the, the type of virus or pestilence or disease or danger, maybe those change. But the fact that God hasn't, and we are still those that are vulnerable, that hasn't changed. Yeah. And what's the whole theme of Psalm 91? Trust. Yeah. Trust in God. Trust in the God that's almighty. Trust in the God that cares for his people and can protect them and that promises that no ultimate evil will touch his people. Yeah, I think that's relevant for yeah. the world we live in, and yeah. that's the same type of truth that you would find through throughout the entire psalm. Yeah. Was that the short answer or no, was that, that was, the long that answer? That was a great answer. I, I agree with you. I, I'm going to use a movie analogy. Oh, so you have okay. To forgive me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. in... Uh, one of the Hobbit movies. Okay. Otherwise, because sometimes your <laughs> movie examples are are not good. Sophomore. We, we won't go there. Uh, yeah. So this is a very sophisticated oh, movie very analogy. Good, very good. Uh, but Bilbo is in the is in the Enchanted Forest, Mirkwood, with the dwarves, and they're all being kind of poisoned by the air. They're hallucinating. Uh, they're and it looks like, to their peril, it looks like they're going to die. Finally, Bilbo climbs up the trees all the way to the, the ceiling of the forest. I think I've said this before, so I'm sorry. You're doing a great job. 
uh, and he gets above the forest ceiling and then the sun's shining and the, there's butterflies and he you can see it in the film like the spell is instantly broken and he can see where they're supposed to go and he starts calling down and that's a very good picture of what we're experiencing right now we're, we're down in Mirkwood everything that's happening with COVID and, and all these other things are causing us maybe some of us even to despair and what do we need we need to see a vision of another world um, and that's what that's what Lord's Day is every week, of course, mm-hmm. right? But this is why we go to the Bible. I'm just going to give you a little little help. <laughs> Thank for, you. For future. I appreciate that. So what you do is instead of saying, "I'm going to use an example from a movie," a you book. just say, "Yeah." But I haven't read the book. Oh, see, but you could still. Well, maybe not. But <laughs> you just say, "I'm going to use an example <laughs> from this literary masterpiece." There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be good. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try Trying, to remember that yeah. next time. <laughs> By the way, uh, picking up from another show, my wife bought um, Animal Farm. Great book. It's a yeah. great book. Yeah. Have you, you've read it, right? Yes. Taught it. Yeah. Oh, you taught it? Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to reading yep. that with her. So, okay. So we are in- I think they make one that has pictures. So uh, For our listeners, Animal Farm was written by uh, George, George Orwell, Orwell, and it's essentially uh, an- metaphor analogy analogy of uh socialism via a, a literal animal farm yeah that's correct and and one of the lines is uh all animals are equal but some animals are more equal than others yes yeah. very good yeah. very good can't wait all right so psalm <laughs> psalm 131 that's where we're at so can you i was your... well, i was wanting your segue <laughs> from that to psalm 131 i have okay. no transition <laughs> bring back the parents all right so psalm 131 can you read it for us brother yeah. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy occupy myself with things too great or too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Okay, so one of the things that this psalm is like the last one that we read yesterday so in verse 6 in, in Psalm 130, which we read yesterday, he says, My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning, more than the watchman for the morning. So there's this repetition. And then we see this same repetition here in verse 2 in Psalm 131. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. What is the point of repetition in Scripture like that? So anytime you see repetition, so for us, we have different ways of highlighting things. So we might put something in bold, we might underline it, we might star it, um, whatever it might be. Um, So for the Hebrew, the Hebrew language, repetition was one of the key ways to show, oh, this is important. And so what this is saying is, this really is a psalm of contentment and it's saying, I've calmed and quieted my soul. I'm like a weaned child. And it's saying, I'm one that's satisfied. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It starts by saying, part of the, the way you have contentment is with humility. Yeah. Um, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I don't occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Um, these are phraseologies, especially this too great and too marvelous. It's, it's a way that they, 
the rest of the Old Testament talks about God's great works, God's great deeds. So in a way, the psalmist is saying, I, I'm not trying to elevate myself to the level of God. Um, there are things that are beyond me. There are things that are beyond my control. There are things that are beyond my ability to comprehend. There's uh, things that I can't change. Um, and that's that's kind of the world we live in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Again, why it's so relevant. It's not helplessness. Um, that's not what the psalmist is saying. He's not saying, um, I'm just going to throw my hands up because, well, it's hopeless. Yeah. That's not what he's saying. It's not resigned. No. It's not resigning. It's not giving up. But we, it might be helpful if, if some of our listeners would come to this point and say, I'm not God. Yeah. And I don't have as much control over the circumstances of my life and my world as I think I do. And clearly I don't have as much as even what I want to have. And you have to come to the point where saying in verse two, that's okay. That's really about submission. I'm a quieted and calmed person, weaned um, like a child dependent upon a mother. I, I'm, I'm content and submitting to the fact that I, it's, I'm not in control. Yeah. And well, in contentment, it, it can, the, a lack of contentment can afflict people in completely different circumstances. Like mm-hmm. once we, if you go to the New Testament, Paul says in Philippians chapter four, he says, um, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. So he says, in whatever situation. Mm-hmm. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I find that such a fascinating verse. You have to learn contentment in plenty. You have to learn contentment when everything is going right. Can you can you help explain that? Yeah, I mean, I think we often do think about contentment in I don't have everything that I want, now therefore I have to learn content, contentment. But I think the sense is that those that have affluence, um, I can't remember the, the millionaire or billionaire, they ask, you know, when will you, when will you have enough? Yeah. Well, one dollar more. Yeah. And I think the sense is that once you have affluence, there's a sense of well, if I just have just a little bit more, then I would be uh, just a, maybe just a little bit, and then it's just this chasing of the little bit more that will bring about the sense of security. Yeah. And what happens is, um, the more you have, the more likely you're going to trust in what you have. Mm-hmm. And the opposite is, the less you have, the more you might have a, a yearning for what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And the answer to both is not either more or less of stuff. The answer is, as the psalmist says, oh, Israel, hope in the, the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Um, God is the answer to a lack of contentment, um, being satisfied in him. Yeah. Um, and that's hard. I mean, because yeah. we think it's just, it, it's actually almost insanity that if we think, um, if we just have more of what has not provided 
security if we have more of of what didn't provide that somehow that will provide security mm-hmm. it yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work yeah which um, back to the analogy we, i used at the beginning about being enchanted with mirkwood there is a this world it it puts a spell on us mm-hmm. we we start to think and act like the world and and what brings us out of that is when we start to look at the other world. And this is why mm-hmm. thinking about heaven and thinking about our life with Christ um, in eternity is actually really good medicine for the present time. We used to live in Northwest Iowa, and it was a, a Dutch community and um, neat, clean community. And um, I was a school teacher. My wife was... Um, it was a time of our life where we were having quite a few kids. Um, she was working outside of the home just a little bit. We didn't have a, uh, a lot of money. We had enough to meet our needs, but we didn't have a lot of extra. And I remember my wife saying, I'm content until I go out of my home. And I thought that was insightful. Um, it's when we begin to look around, yeah. when we begin to do this comparison and look and say, oh, I'm not as happy with my house because I've been in somebody else's. I'm not as happy with my car or whatever it might be because, and what this is saying is, well, none of that brings contentment. Can we be satisfied in God alone? And that's easy to say. It's much harder to, to, to live. Um, Jeremiah Burroughs once wrote a book called The Rare Jewel of contentment yeah yeah and that it it is a rare jewel but it's worth striving for and fighting for great book plug that's a one of those puritan paperbacks if you've not read a a puritan before go on banner of truth they have a whole bunch of little easy to access uh, puritan paperbacks great reads that's one of them all right well you've been listening to gospel for life we will see you next time 